Hey, Jay-Z. Hey, Caroline. Guess what? What? The world isn't all bad because something good happened. Welcome to Something Good Happened, the podcast where we break through the negative news cycle with stories of positive news and kindness. This week, we sat down with Connie Liu, the founder of Project Invent, a nonprofit that encourages high school students to innovate and empathize and tackle real-world problems in their community. We always like to start with a little personal reflection on our week, and so what's something good that happened in your week? Oh, um, <laughs> let me think. Well, I actually just got back from, uh, I, I was just in Dallas and Austin um, for Project Invent. We work with high schools across the country to design tech for social good, and two of our schools are in the Dallas area, so got to visit um, two of them, and I used to be a high school teacher, so um, one thing that I really miss about being a high school teacher versus running a nonprofit is uh, that student um, interaction. And it was just so heartwarming to be around like curious, creative, um, like impact driven students uh, again and, and see what they're up to. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. What about you, Jay-Z? Something good that happened to me this week. Well, I got two grants for my startup. I'm working hey. on, so that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Go you. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Caroline? Um, this weekend, I went to visit the University of Illinois at Chicago because I got accepted there. And it was just me and my dad, and we had just like a really fun time. And it ended up just being really nice. And it was good to be there. Congratulations on the college acceptance. Was it really cold there? Yeah, it was super cold, but it was the kind of cold that I miss from Colorado. It was like, <laughs> The dry cold that just felt really good. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah. So you said you were a teacher. Could you tell us more about yourself, your background, and what led you to start your nonprofit? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'll start with college and then jump around. Um, but I studied mechanical engineering at MIT. Um, and that was really transformative for me because uh, the one, once I entered engineering and the first time I did an engineering project, it was truly the first time that I ever really fell in love with learning. Um, and uh, a big part of it was I got to work on this project called Finger Reader, which was a camera mounted on a ring to help blind people read on the go. And I was talking and working directly with blind people in the Boston community to really learn about what challenges they face day to day um, and translate that into how do we um, create something that will allow you to live more independently and a safer, healthier, happier life. Um, and that made me, how, how great those experiences were, made me really look back on my K-12 education. Um, and then in looking back, I realized that I, I never had this love for learning before because in all of my public education, never once was I asked to solve a problem that didn't already have an answer in the back of the book. Um, so I kind of went about face and then instead of going harder and going into engineering, I decided to go into education because um, it just seemed like it was uh, a space that really, really needed change and impact was something I really cared about. Um, so in my senior year, I was kind of deciding between going down the standard engineering track um, or going into teaching. So I had uh, one offer from Microsoft 
uh, to be a PM in one hand and one offer to teach at the school called Benueza School on the other hand, um, decided to go into teaching and then haven't really looked back since. So taught for two years um, at Benueza School and really just loved this environment of seeing all these hopeful young people really wanting to make change and really wanting to learn in order to uh, build some, build a better world and build something better and being able to channel that through um, something that eventually became Project Invent. So um, got to pilot what Project Invent is during my time at Nueva and then um, in June decided to go full-time on running this as a nonprofit organization to really bring um, these sorts of inventing and uh, designing for social good opportunities to schools everywhere. Nice. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, can you s expand for us a little bit about what Project Invent does? Sure. Uh, so Project Invent works to empower high school students across the country to design tech for social good. Um, what that looks like is we take teams of high school students, we pair them with people in their community who face unique challenges. Um, those are their community partners, and that could be anyone from uh, someone who uh, has autism or someone who is learning English as a second language, and then have them work with that person throughout the year to really understand what challenges and needs they have uh, they have in their day-to-day -day and how can these students develop a technology solution to one of those challenges. So they spend the year really, really working to empathize and understand with people and problems in their community, um, building uh, unique ideas that they come up with, and then um, in the end, in May, they present their inventions to top investors in Silicon Valley. So one of our big roles is to bring together these big names and decision makers in the Bay Area to be able to invest and encourage um, the uh, innovative potential of, uh, of young people across the country. Oh, that's really cool. Um, what's the coolest project you've seen? So far. Oh, I can't do that. I can't <laughs> rank my students' projects. <laughs> I can give you some examples, but I won't. I will asterisk it with a with a my favorite. Okay. <laughs> but uh, one of them that's going on in one of our teams in Dallas right now. They are working um, with a person who has autism in their community, um, young adult, and really transitioning from uh, in, into living a more independent life. Um, and one of the problems that they identified was for people with autism, um, they, whenever they are in high stress situations, um, such as police encounters, um, they actually like close down, but then to a police that seems like that they're not cooperating, um, but it's just their condition. Um, so these are really, really dangerous situations for their community partner. Um, he actually ended up in uh, in jail for, or in, in a police station for a, a night because of this um, misinterpretation. Um, so they're developing a, a art wristband that basically is able to facilitate that interaction with the police in order to better, um, but so everyone in the situation can better understand what's going on and then make sure to keep um, the user safe from these uh, dangerous police encounters. Oh. That's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the most fulfilling thing that you've seen come out of Project Invent? Like, what makes you think that, wow, I'm really doing something really cool? Mm. Um, I think 
the main driver of why I started Project Event and why I'm so passionate about education is I think there's a ton, a ton of potential uh, in young people and just in people in general uh, that is never actualized, right? So I think a lot of people could be going out there, making a difference, take, taking a risk, trying to build a better world, but building a better world is risky, right? It's much more safe to just do what you're told or to just do what you already know is out there rather than trying to innovate or trying to come up with new ideas, right? So a big point of Project Invent is how do we give students and young people this opportunity where they see that they can be an agent of change in the world and they're not just a consumer, they're a creator and they're um, they're the ones who can define what our world looks like and it's not that they just have to um, have to be kind of like victims to status quo. They can all be agents in changing uh, what the world is like. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you talked about sort of your background in education and the um, like having all the answers in the back of the textbook. Um, in an ideal world, what would you like education to be in sort of facilitating the innovative side of students? Mm. Um, I would love if like every student throughout their K-12 was required to really tackle real-world problems, and that looks different for every age. So, for example, for, like, kindergarten or younger, like, uh, students aged, like, five to seven, it might be just, like, go out into your community and learn about, like, your neighbor, and then think of some way you can help them. And that could just end up being a wild idea, or it could be, like, I'm going to pull weeds for them because they're actually really old and it hurts their back when they have to guard it. Um, Right. So it's like starting to build in those experiences early on so students can learn how to empathize and learn how to understand other, but also learn how to come up with creative ideas. And I think it's really important to have that built in throughout um, throughout your time that you're in school. Yeah. With Project and Event, in the next five years, what are your goals and hopes for what it would do and what it could become? Yeah, would love for it to be kind of like the first robotics of design for social good, right? Like, really cool. <laughs> like students in high schools all around who are instead of um, building a robot for a challenge, they're they're finding the real world challenge and designing a solution to it. And I think that would be um, an incredible scale that. Uh, would allow this to be a larger conversation about real-world learning and uh, students are capable and very, very good at tackling real-world problems. And here are all these case studies to show it. And that they don't have to just be solving, um, like, siloed uh, uh, problems that, that we craft for them. They, they can be the ones tackling um, what what a better world looks like. Thanks. Um. What would you say to a student in high school like Jay-Z or I who saw a problem and wanted to change it? Like, what would be your advice for them? I would say time to pull out some sticky notes and a Sharpie and write down every single thing you can think of of how you can solve <laughs> it. <laughs> I think a lot of people just kind of go through the world and they're like, oh, wow, homelessness really sucks. And they kind of like look away. And they're like, ooh, that, that sucks that that exists, and then they continue on with their lives because their internal voice is telling them, like, oh, but it's not like I can do something about that. So um, a big, uh, 
my my counter question would be like, how can you like do something about it? And to rather than like run away from what's risky or what's um what uh seems like insurmountable, what what's a good first step? Just tell me one first step that you can take. Um and I think that uh mindset has been like what has gotten me into these ridiculous situations where I'm starting a nonprofit when a year ago I wouldn't have ever known that that would be the case um, of just that question of, okay, well, what's one thing I can do right now? Yeah. Do you think that's something that schools should be doing a better job of teaching? Like you told us about how schools should have students start solving real world problems. Do you think they should also be teaching a mindset of like creating and risk taking Mm. and exploration? Yeah, and I, I think that's a large crux of it of like, um, when you're telling students to only solve problems that have an answer already available, you're telling them that I don't, I don't trust you to like be creative or take risks, right? You're telling them that there's one right answer, um, and it's either right or wrong. But, so it doesn't encourage that risk taking, um, but only by giving them these like open-ended problems and problems that a teacher has to be comfortable with saying like, hey, I don't know the answer, but I might have you guys tackle it and we're going to talk about the pros and cons about what you come up with, but maybe we won't come up with an answer. And and that's something that a lot of um, people aren't really trained to do. Everyone's kind of trained to like always act the expert, even if you're not. Um, and uh, that like mindset of um, having a learner's attitude and like teacher as student um, is it's also something that needs to be there in addition to um, just providing these opportunities. It also has to be like a mindset shift of, of teachers overall. Cool. If a student wanted to be involved with Project Invent, where should they go to learn more? They should go to projectinvent.org and there's tons of information about how to get involved. We, uh, we recruit uh, teachers who uh, opt in to mentor and run a team. So then a student would just have to go on there, learn more about what Project Invent is, see um, see all the cool projects in addition to um, the one I mentioned, uh, and and then rope in a teacher to, to get involved in this as well to, to really get a team started at their school. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for talking to us. No problem. Glad you guys are doing this. I love that your teacher just, like, mentioned offhand like there needs to be more good news and you guys were like okay let's create more good news we really appreciate it thanks to connie for talking with us and for leading project invent and now elias is going to share a bit of good news with us hi i'm elias and today i'm going to be sharing with you some good news from the bay area The San Francisco Chronicle recently reported that transportation officials in the Bay Area have instated a 20% discount for low-income riders on a couple major public transportation systems, including BART, Caltrain, and Muni. The hope is to remove an economic barrier for people living in cheaper outskirts of the city while still allowing them to work in the city. BART's board director, Latifa Simon, as quoted by the SF Chronicle, said that it's not nearly enough, but it's something. This change would apply to people earning 200% of the federal poverty level or less. Approximately one quarter of BART riders and 60% of Muni riders would qualify for this discount. Hopefully, this change will help to alleviate the economic injustice against lower income workers, as well as ultimately helping with fare evasion and fighting competition from other services, such as Uber or Lyft. Thank you, Elias, and thanks to everybody who's reporting good news. 
Thanks to everybody who's doing something good in the world and the people who report it. Links to articles we found are in the show notes. You can follow us and share your positive news stories on Instagram and Twitter at SGH Podcasts or email us at mcsomethinggoodhappened at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes and share it with somebody who could have their day brightened. This podcast was hosted by myself, Caroline Rumer, Jay-Z, and by Elias. It was produced by me and edited by Elias. Music is by Keaton S. Thank you to the rest of our team, Lauren, Rebecca, Lila, Gianna, Anya, Stanley, Jenny, and Frank. Remember, good things happen every day. Have a nice one.